Ready, set, go. Welcome back to That's a Tough One with brand new openings around the world. Hey, y'all. We are back with another episode today. Um, We have new stories. New stories. New hosts. No, same host. Oh, same host. All right, I can compete. Same host that you know and love. With me, JD, and the fabulous... Morgan. Hey. But, you know, what is new is that we're... Are we officially in spring, or are we just getting closer into the first day of spring? I feel like it hasn't sprung yet, but okay. it's about any, any any day now. Well, the weather's warming up, and we're getting out a little bit more, you know, busting out the sandals a couple of days, so it's it's been nice. I hope uh, listeners, wherever y'all are, hopefully things are warming up. Hopefully you aren't getting any more snow, bad weather in the forecast. I probably got to do, do my feet a little bit before I let these, let these toes out. <laughs> Yes, gotta bust out our white toenail polish Ooh. for those who wear toenail polish Material and all that type of stuff. Pull out the, the swimsuits and hope you still fit the same ones from last year. Ooh, I already tried it. <laughs> it was looking sad. I gotta go. I gotta go walking. So it'd be like that sometimes. Mm. It'd be like that. Mm. But we are super excited to get into some good um, stories today. Some interesting topics. Yes, and I got a quick update of a story. Okay, here, listen. <laughs> um, I can't remember. I want to say we talked about it. I want to say it's an update. Uh, you remember like last year when LAPD had that those fireworks go off? Yes. We talked about it on here, didn't we? Maybe. I think so. We've had, <laughs> it doesn't feel like a lot of episodes, but we talked about so many stories. And then we also still talk about stories outside of the podcast. Yeah, too. I do like to talk to her outside of this microphone. Yeah, but for those who don't know, Last year, the LAPD confiscated a bunch of fireworks, and to uh, get rid of them, they detonated them in a residential neighborhood, and it was a pretty big explosion, and I think, like, some people got injured, right? Yes, yes, neighborhoods, um, the people got injured in their homes, windows were broken, uh, car windows, home resident windows, uh, foundations were tilted due to this explosion. Wow. And it's just a little update, um, and just a quick headline, LAPD bomb tech warned against firework disposal plan before blast. Uh, literally, the article just highlights, it's from Police One, where this man, um, one of the, one of the um, bomb techs was like, hey guys, I think this might be too many explosions for the right. containment we have. And they're like, no, nah, your calculations are right. Um, his colleague said that to him. His supervisor said that to him. But you know what? It turns out that bomb tech was correct. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it injured. It not, it, I mean, it injured everybody. Other officers, people, people in their homes, just enjoying their day uh, while this uh, firework place uh, house got raided. And it's like, well, they didn't have those fireworks. Nobody got hurt. Like, no. If the police didn't put them all at one spot and tried to blow them all up at one time, nobody yeah. would have been hurt. I wonder what the like the proper procedure is for getting rid of a whole bunch of fireworks because we just drove past the fireworks factory that was under construction and they were still selling fireworks and weird because we just kind of had the same conversation but yeah I hope some people um, get the money that they need because I mean a tilted foundation that's a pretty big deal well in my in my prior and injuries too prior law enforcement uh, work I saw this um we had I spoke at bomb tech before you know they came to get gave a quick class and and when they tell you every year Literally, they're like, please don't, if you can, because where I worked at, it was it was illegal to technically own fireworks. Yeah. Don't confiscate any, because if you confiscate a firework, 
you have to treat it like it's an explosive device, which oh, it is. Oh, that's interesting. So okay. bomb tech has to be called out there. They have to dismantle it there. Yeah. <laughs> All for a little cherry popper five where you try to take off a kid. As long as you do with the proper chain of command. I'm not saying anybody will take them off a kid and throw them in the trash. Never. Right, right. Never. Or just cut them up. Never. Nobody will ever do that. But... Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. So they, I mean, especially with a case that big, you're not and them being illegal. I can see you having to dispose all of them, but maybe could have maybe could have just broke those up. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that's interesting. I mean, it's like I'm torn when it comes to fireworks because on the one hand, I feel like who cares, but then on the other hand, I know that people do get really injured. But I think. I typically think about adults blowing off their hands or fingers or whatever, but then I know that sometimes it does happen to children too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's one of those tricky things. Like I know a lot of people love fireworks. I personally just like, eh, I, some blew up, I guess. <laughs> but um, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's still a sad story. I hate to, to know that happened to those individuals, but yeah, I'm happy to, to see that they continue to investigate it at least. And so, yeah. They didn't just like kind of you know brush it under the rug and say oh well. <laughs> try try to blame the people that own them. Well, y'all shouldn't have had them like they shouldn't yeah. have, but you got to dispose of them properly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I, I have another mini story unless you have an update for us. No, I don't have any updates. Mm, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> but just a uh, quick little short story. Uh, you remember that um that guy from like two summers ago? I think it was twenty twenty when he was mixing paint. At Sherwin Williams and they fired him. Yeah, he had a really popular TikTok. Yeah, the headline: okay. Sherwin Williams is facing backlash for starting a TikTok after finding firing an employee uh, for his paint mixing TikTok. So they're still facing backlash. That's interesting. Yes, just recently, because uh, I went on their page, uh, Sherwin Williams, because I know they're, I think they're having a strike in some of their stores. Oh. So they, they tried to start a TikTok, which is cool, which is great. Mm. But they, the same thing they fired an employee for doing. But okay. Yes. Well, he he, I I know it, it's kind of hard because he was using the product mm-hmm. for his TikTok and they didn't know about it. So you're just mixing paint that nobody's really going to use, right? Right. Which, which you shouldn't be mm-hmm. doing. But when you say, "Oh, he's really popular," maybe we can capitalize on this. And instead, y'all, Firehill is a corporation. That's definitely... Yeah. There's a better way to handle it. And I, I mean... I went on his, uh, his TikTok. He's still getting uh, anywhere from 50,000 plus plus views a video. He's oh, working at him. another place called... I think it's called Florida Painter or something. Okay. But I'm he, sure it's happy to have the publicity. Yeah, happy to have the publicity. This, this, he's, he's mailing paint to people across the country. People wow. are loving his colors. He's wow. becoming an expert in mixing paint. Thanks, Sherwin, for firing. <laughs> now you're doing better. Yeah, has hundred, love to see it. Hundred, hundreds of thousands of followers mm-hmm. on TikTok. So, I mean... I think uh, he he might have won this one for the. Sometimes the little guy has to beat the corporation. Yeah, I'm a I'm a agree. I know it sucks to be fired from a job and have to have a bad experience when you're not like literally not doing anything to harm anyone else. But I'm glad that he was able to bounce back and he kept his his channel and he kept going and he didn't let that stop him. Yeah, yeah, he, he's the, he's the paint guy. You know, people were. were Really acting up in the co- we're not acting up in certain way comments, but making sure, uh, especially <laughs> on the last couple of videos over the past like week or so, just saying, "Hey, didn't y'all fire a man for this?" Yeah, because you also <laughs> like basically stole his idea too mm-hmm. to to promote your uh, your business. So yeah, that's definitely not okay. <laughs> definitely well, not okay. 
Do you have anything for us today to get our palettes wet? I do. I have a little mini story. So for those who don't know, I used to live in South Florida many, many years ago. And when I saw this headline, it made me think a lot of experiences that I had there. And so this comes from People Magazine. Um, One dead, several injured after woman trying to parallel park crashes into Miami restaurant, according to the police. Um, No charges were filed against the woman who um, basically was trying to parallel park outside of an Italian restaurant and hit six people, um, no, seven people, including the person who died and who were sitting in the outdoor dining area. So for those who don't know, people driving into businesses is very common in South Florida. Mm -hmm. I would say it probably happens, or at least there's a news story about it, at least once a week. And every once in a while, somebody also will drive into a house. I think it has a lot to do with the amount of elderly drivers there. Mm-hmm. And this person also happened to be um, elderly. So I'm not really sure how she managed to accelerate that much because she was trying to parallel park. And then she accelerated and basically drove into the out- outdoor cafe and hit a whole bunch of uh, tables. So I'm not even sure why she put her foot on the gas that hard yeah. to parallel park. But this has stirred up um, conversations and dialogue about at what age first of all should elderly people be allowed to drive if so what type of things do we need to put in place because now people are living longer people are getting older so should it be a system where after a certain age you have to take the driver's test every year every six months you know like what are the the restrictions put in place so that way when you have old people driving or maybe even cities where there are a lot of old people on the roads it keeps everybody safe First of all, I don't know. She got the heavy foot or the light foot. She <laughs> she just blanked out. That is wild. Like like I could see like maybe you're backing up and while you're while you're trying to parallel park and you just floor it on accident. Ankle gives out. You know you older. Your ligaments ain't pulling as tight no more. Yeah. A lot can happen. That's just that's a wild for her. But um, and on to like your second question. I truly believe that. Anybody under the age of 24 should get tested yearly. And anybody over the age of probably about, about six, when, when can you draw for Medicaid? Medicare? 62. Or no, Medicaid anytime. Yeah, I mean Medicare. Medicare like, I think 62 or your pension and that type of stuff. I would say probably at least 60, like 65 to to 75, you at least get tested every other year, and then after that is yearly? I would say 60, 65 to 70 every other year, 70 yearly, because sometimes, like, if you do have a cognitive issue, a year is a long time for you. I mean, you can make a lot of decline in a year. Oh, yes, for sure. After a certain age, because I also think it's not so much even an issue of, like, vision, which I know older people have to do those vision tests and stuff when they go, but sometimes it can just be your decision-making it can be, do you panic in the car mm-hmm. or whatever? You just get over, like, you don't turn your head as much, whatever. I mean, if you've ever been in a car with an older, a very old person and you've been in there clenching, like, oh, my God, am I going to make it? <laughs> you know, you see how they merge and everything. It's like, oh, my goodness, this person should not be driving. <laughs> so I definitely think, and I know I'll be fussing about it as I get older, but I know not everybody has, like, kids to drive them around or things like that. But you probably just need to be in an Uber yeah. after a certain age or, you know, I know some certain communities have shuttles and stuff services that'll come pick up old people and take them wherever they need to go. 
But for that lady to, to run over seven people, I hope they're going to take her license. Yeah, she we, don't need to get it back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I might just come, just confiscate that, run that back. Uh, good luck next time. Yeah. And, and like old people and young people, because, you know, yeah. some of them are reckless. They act like they don't know all the rules to the road. And yeah, they do a lot of stuff. That, like, I know just we live next, uh, pretty close to a university, and you will see them just blow stop signs. You will see them texting, looking down while they're making turns, smoking and, you know, smoking in the car and all these other types of things, which I'm not saying anything bad about smoking weed. I'm just saying if you're doing a whole bunch of activities while you're driving and you're speeding and you got friends in the car, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you should you should not be smoking uh, marijuana while you are operating a motor mm-hmm. vehicle. That is illegal. That is driving while intoxicated. It, it does <laughs> impair your reaction time. All those, all those same bad stuff that can happen with alcohol can also happen because if you get too high or too blitz because that American weed is too strong for no goddamn reason and you go <laughs> in the interstate and you drop from 60 to 20 and everybody else yeah. is still doing 60, you're, you're a hazard. You're the hazard. Yeah. I think also having come from uh, when I lived in Nashville, I lived in a kind of like a affluent neighborhood and shopped in a lot of affluent neighborhoods. And another thing I noticed too was it's a lot of people who are driving cars that they don't have no business driving. So whether like in this story, the lady was driving a Bentley, but sometimes I think you will see people, especially no shade because I'm a woman, but especially people who are women driving cars, they can barely see over the steering wheel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't, you don't know how to use them. Like you might hop in, say your husband or your wife's car, you don't know how to use any mirrors or you know, you're trying to back into a parking spot, but their car is a different size. So, like, you underestimate the size of the space and stuff. And I've seen people hit people all the time doing that or tap somebody's bumper and things. So, I think that's the other thing, too, is, like, you know, you everybody ain't got, everybody's not a good driver. So, that means everybody can't just hop in a car and be able to drive it well. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's lucky for me in terms of us because... Since my car is bigger than yours, when I hop in your car, it's easier to transition because mm-hmm. everything's smaller. So I can still make pretty much the same turn. With as for you yeah. going up a size of car, that's going to be yeah. a little different. Like, oh, okay, I I don't have as much room over there to make that turn all of a sudden. Yes, exactly. Because I remember I used to have a truck, a big SUV, and I had to be really cognizant of thinking about like the in my mirrors how they worked in the size and like how big my car was when I was making turns, when I was parallel parking, when I was backing out of a parking space, compared to then when I went down to a smaller car, I had to be careful to be like, I'm making turns super fast <laughs> coming around corners, like almost catching two wheels. And it's like, you know that thing when you get a rental car and it just takes you like five minutes to adjust to driving a different car? Mm-hmm. That That's the same thing. So, I mean, I think it's really sad that somebody died. Cause who goes out to a restaurant thinking they're gonna be run over by a car? Yeah, man, they, they, they just got a stromboli, and now that that was the last yeah, one. Yeah, but that they really need to do something. I think as the population gets older and people are not dying at sixty two or sixty five like they used to, we do not need to have no ninety year olds. And that's not every ninety year old, but we don't need to have that many people out on the road just driving into stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hoping. Hoping they act right. Cause when you drive, like I'm literally putting trust in everybody around me that they're gonna obey the, yeah. the same laws. It was so wild when I lived in uh, South Florida. They used to drive in a Publix. Old people used to drive in a Publix all the time. Cause you know that's one of the few places old people would go to the doctor, to the post office, to the grocery store. They would stay driving in the Publix. Well, yeah, so I put them those, those little poles, mm-hmm. them, uh, them concrete poles, mm-hmm. man. They say lies. They really do. They really do. Cause I, I wish I would be at work. 
and somebody drive through the front of my bed. I'm going home. Oh yeah, I'm going to pass back on my stuff. This ain't for me. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> well, uh, I hope full recovery to the people who uh, who were injured. It was also a child injured, unfortunately. Ooh. And I do hope that lady do not get her license back. No, it need to be gone. You give her an ID when she you gets kill somebody. somebody. It's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. state ID. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'll move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's also going to be it's probably a little quick story, but we talked about this before. Cool. In the headline, on-duty police officer accused of selling cocaine from patrol car, DEA says. <laughs> and this is from the local news in North Carolina. Uh, story, oh. story happened in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, I mean, I mean, the headline says it all. Uh, according to the, to the Drug Enforcement Administration, Kevin Rodriguez... 33-year-old Riley Police uh, with the Riley Police Department allegedly sold drugs to a source. I mean, <gasps> in his marked car, he rolled up and somebody literally gave him... Let me see which I got the, the amount of money for okay. that. $2,600 $2, for about 56 grams of cocaine. Like, you got... He, he was truly living like he was in training day. Yeah, you know? he was. <laughs> Just selling from his Mark unit in 2020, 2022, all these cameras. I mean, I'm assuming he went somewhere where there wasn't any cameras or anything. But still, like, especially if they have body cameras, because because here, here's the thing about body cameras. They're not, they're always passively recording. Mm, mm-hmm. So when, when like we, as an officer, and I don't know if they have body cameras or not, but I'm assuming they do because they're a pretty big metropolitan area yeah. in the South. Uh, when you press the button, that just marks, hey, this is it's live. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's important recording right now. Like at the end of the night, every time you press the button to record, that's what's saved, and all the other footage is not kept. I think it's kept for maybe like a a, a couple days, mm-hmm. but it's all gone because that's too much information. Just you yeah, just sitting in your car, yeah. you talking to somebody else. It can't keep all that, so none of that's being kept. It's it will only be looked at. If there's like if a major incident, something. yeah. If you're doing something, or, there, or there's a major incident, okay. Like say I'm just I'm I'm sitting in my car and along I'm standing outside and somebody runs into me with a car. Yeah. They might. All right, we can go back and pull his footage right now, mm-hmm. make sure to save it. Okay. That so makes we can sense. get that. Yeah. yeah. But it's not going to save it any other way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you get arrested for selling cocaine. <laughs> if you are, if they suspect, I'm assuming that they're suspecting that you're selling coke. And watching your footage. Yeah, I, I'm assuming I'm assuming it's just like because I mean, and that just seems wild. Like you're in your marked car, no matter where you're going. Like it's not like he's in a unmarked car or he's a plainclothes officer that has like a a Toyota Tundra for his patrol vehicles that's souped yeah. up with all the lights. I mean, he was bold. He was bold. Like, that mean, I can only imagine how many deals he's done before that. <laughs> He got greedy. That's what I feel like is always a downfall of those people. It's like they always steal too much. Mm-hmm. Like you steal, not that you should steal at all, but it's like you steal once or twice, you probably gonna get away with it. But it's like when you just, when you get comfortable and you start making mistakes, you start going to the bar and bragging on what you're doing, then somebody, somebody said, oh, um, I'm getting arrested. Well, I have some information you might want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I bought these drugs from so-and-so Skippy. You know? it was, it was, that's how they got the information. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I know somebody that's under that definitely shouldn't be, because <laughs> you know, and the charge is also going to be aggravated because he has he had a firearm on him at the time of the crime. Ooh, ooh, he going to jail. He's going. It's mandatory minimum of five year sentence for the for this crime. Oh wow! I mean, I won't say I feel sorry for him, but 
I know it must suck to go to jail as a police officer. I would have guessed. I would guess that much. I mean, it's disrespectful because I know everybody has their own opinions about police policing, but to say you're here to uphold the community and to be out there putting drugs back into the same community that you're trying to uphold. Ooh, that's an excellent point. Yeah. That's an excellent point. And probably also arresting people for the same thing that you do. Yeah, every yeah. every drug arrest. Like, how many times do you arrest somebody and you're like, oh, they have cocaine in them? Well, that's the cocaine they got from you. Mm. And think about who, who, who was giving him the cocaine to sell. Like, this, I mean, this, go, this is going to go high up. I mean, maybe he was taking it off somebody, off people, and sell. I don't know. No, nah, they 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 knew who they were looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because they it was, they had a confidential. Uh, a CI was the one that um gave him the money. And is that stand for confidential informant? Yeah. Hey, I know a couple things. Yes. I watch movies. <laughs> so that's the person who gave him the money in the first place to buy the buy the cocaine on that oh, day. Oh, buddy, you going to jail? Yeah, they, they they know something about you. Don't don't worry. <laughs> you going to jail? Ooh, prison in the back. You you a cop that was arresting people for doing something that you was doing? Wow. I I just don't know. I just don't know what you're doing. Like, what do you? I I don't, I don't know if you do you fight that case. I have no clue. I mean, <laughs> they have you on video selling drugs. I don't know how you. <laughs> he might have to hire that TikTok lawyer, the one who went on them rings, because I really just don't know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's you know what the answer is just don't don't sell drugs don't sell drugs don't sell don't and don't sell drugs if your job is to stop people from selling drugs because when they catch you it's gonna be a hundred times worse for you it definitely will be <laughs> now does this did they say in the article does this person have a family Any? it it didn't say I know normally they like to say you know he got a wife and three kids like, yeah oh we Look, I got plenty of stories of officers messing up with, with their family and same story why I got a wife and three kids I'm like yeah. Yeah, you gotta go, buddy. I mean, I feel like in those in those situations, you probably have some idea because the money is being spent on something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you start bringing all this money in the house, your spouse gonna be like, "Uh, where are you getting all this from?" <laughs> like, I, think, I think I want to buy all the kids and all their little cousins PS fives now. Like, what? What you mean? He probably wasn't doing nothing that nice with it. Uh, uh, well, definitely not no more. But wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know who to wish. I try to always end it on a, a, a positive note and say good luck to somebody. I don't really know who to wish luck to in that situation. So <laughs> the, the the prosecution, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I I guess good luck to anybody who um, whose in, convictions or arrests are going to be reexamined because of this. Uh, yeah. Good luck to those people. Yeah, I and mean, good. You know, good luck to the. I know there's a another officer somewhere in another state. I'm gonna make a state and say Arkansas. That's probably doing something real similar. And hopefully, this is like, oh, they investigating. All right. They're probably like, oh, they ain't gonna catch me. Yeah, they. They're I'm better than that. Oh, I ain't never gonna get caught. That's all the one that get caught. And this ain't. We just saw Batman. This ain't Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't no renewal program. You gonna you gonna get caught. Mm, you spoiled. That's not a spoiler to say the renewal program. Okay. Now, the, the investigation behind it is a spoiler. That's not really a spoiler. Y'all should see my face right now. Yes, sir, that's not a spoiler. You ready to move on to the next story? <laughs> Go on. I'm ready to move on to the next story. Go on. Okay. My story is with actually speaking of um, finances and couples. Ooh. So this comes from Business Insider. Um, and it's titled, A Financial Therapist Says You Should Not Delay Marriage until you're financially stable for these two reasons. Ooh. So I think a lot of people say, oh, well, I don't want to get married until 
you know, I'm in a good place with my job and I'm financially stable and I have my student loan debt paid off and credit card debts paid off. But um, Dr. McCoy is saying that is actually not the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. So why do you think that might be before we get into the article? Um, Because the global world is going into financial ruin and you might as well go out there and stay yellow and marry the person you love and spend the rest of your life. (laughs) I mean, I do definitely agree with those things. But so they basically talk about how a, a large chunk of millennials report that they're doing marriage because they don't have, you know, as much money compared to. Um, the choices that baby boomers made. But they're saying that actually you marriage makes you in many cases more financially stable. So one big reason is sharing of expenses. So I know um, as a single person, let's say you live in a state where your rent, you know, or city where your average rent is $1,300 a month for a one bedroom, you could be dating somebody and y'all are both paying $1,300 a month for your one bedrooms or you could be married and living in the same place, and then you have you know one rent, one utility bill, one maybe one phone bill, mm-hmm. those types of things. Um, I know also getting married uh, helps your car insurance go down too. It did for me. Yeah, it did for me. Yours kind of stayed the same. Mine yeah. went up. Yeah, what? Wow, that's wild. But you know, overall, like when you combine your finances together. Basically, you're you're you have more money that you're that you're pulling from. But then, um, Dr. McCoy adds, you're also making willing to make smaller sacrifices because they aren't just for you, but the financial sacrifices are for each other. So, um, for example, if you are like right now, we are budgeting to go on a vacation. Yes. So we can hold each other accountable, or we, you know, one of us uh, when they were single used to do a lot more eating out and buying expensive uh, juices and things. Wow. Those juices were good. They were healthy. (laughs) And the other person, you know, used to do a little bit more shopping and buying, uh, you know, makeup and and, and expensive skincare and things like that. So having someone to help you, like having somebody to hold you accountable for your spending, but then also like a shared common goal within the marriage can actually help you save better. Mm-hmm. The person for QVC knew that person's name. <laughs> so much. I don't know if they knew my name. <laughs> they knew your number when it popped up. They're like, ooh, we got a whale, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So also another benefit to being married is you talk about your finances a lot. And I think, I don't, you know, I can't say what every couple does because I'm sure there are couples who live together who have shared finances, but for, and also there are married couples who have completely separate couples before. A lot of uh, couples who are married, they do have at least one combined bank account. Obviously, they have shared bills. So you have two eyes on finances and you are more likely to have financial conversations, even about like big purchases. Most, you know, a lot of people who are married, they might have, they might check in with their spouse before they spend a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, that's relative to how much money you have in your bank account. But um, I thought that was interesting too, in terms of just you have when you have to when you have another person in the household, then you have to have more conversations about money. Yeah, and I, I definitely feel uh, in terms of marriage, if the only reason you're not marrying is that person because your finances aren't a hundred percent in order, that's what what's if you get married, what's going to change? Yeah. It's, it's still not 100% going to be in order. It's never going to be 100% in order. Uh, maybe you'll be in a better financial situation, but if you weigh your, your financial decision a year ago and where you are now, if it's still in the same place, you might as well just be married 
and you would have been in the same place you are now. Well, I think that depends on who you're marrying too, mm-hmm. because I think some people they're married they're married to a person or dating a person and planning to marry a person who plans to come into the marriage and leave their job, mm. you know, or might maybe come plan to come into the marriage and, you know, leave their, leave their apartment and move in with you because you're already paying full rent. So they might feel like, well, I don't have to pay rent cause you were already paying that before I moved in. <laughs> so I think a lot of that also has to do with just like the conversations that you have with somebody about expectations yeah, and making sure those expectations line up. So I mean, I could see how you could say, well, hey, I'm not ready to support two people on one income if your goal for marriage is to come in and not work or to come in and pay fewer bills. Yeah. Then that might mean that one person's expenses go up and one person's expenses go down. Mm-hmm. You know? I see that. Um, but they said that millennials are more open and more likely to talk about finances with their partners than other generations. And I can definitely see that because of the points that you made. Yeah, hey, we might as well be broke together, man. Hey, <laughs> we want Chick Fil A, we want uh, Chipotle. Yeah, but I also think it's different than like previous, um, or previous generations where, or even like when you watch shit comes from the '90s and stuff. It's one one spouse doing the bills, and you know, like, or even how many times have you heard a man say like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know anything about it. my wife pays all the bills. I just hand over my paycheck. <laughs> you know, I just show up and she she handles all the finances." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you know, a few years further back where women didn't work and so you know sometimes the man in the household who brought in money he handled all the money and so the there were no two-way dialogues about how we're spending money in the house yeah yeah, yeah. back in the day you, you the woman she ne- or the man uh, i'm saying on the, on the woman she never knew and then she turned comes to find out she got fifty thousand dollars in gambling yeah. there yeah. <laughs> yeah and vice versa because i know watching those true crime documentaries and listening to the podcast a lot of times murders happen because of somebody, you know, somebody has a lot of credit card debt. They don't want their husband to find out about, or the husband done lost his job and they broke, and he don't want the find, have wife to find out that he ain't paid the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And so millennials um, are communicating more. We talk to our partners about what's going on with our money. Nobody wants to be a true crime documentary, so you might as well just talk it out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> figure it, figure it out. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's interesting. Now, what do you think about couples who? choose to get married but keep their finances completely separate um, I mean you know what to each his own if that if that works better for y'all and y'all have come to that arrangement or agreement that hey I can't I can't say it's, it's the wrong thing to do it's just a different way to do things I know that we we're open about it we we talk about our finances hey what mm-hmm. we're gonna do especially if we're gonna make a big purchase how yeah. we're gonna handle, handle the money and all, all this mess so we both know we're on the same page but if yeah. some people are like hey I'm gonna do this. You're gonna do that. You pay. You pay X, Y, Z, and I'll pay A, B, C. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a different way to do things. But y'all, even even in that way, it's still you're still being open to an extent because you still have to know what we're paying for. Because if your part, if you if your partner say if you tell your partner you're in charge of the rent or the mortgage and they're not paying it, yeah, it's like well, what do you, what do you mean you're not paying it? Well, I didn't. I, I thought something else was gonna happen. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I think. It probably just depends on what what each individual wants to do coming into the marriage and then the distribution of tasks in terms of like who's maybe one person is a little bit more eagle eyed with the response with the finances and they know how to make certain cuts or they know how to do things a certain way. Or I know in the article they also mention that, you know, sometimes couples make a decision to like save one person's salary or use one person's salary to pay off student loans 
and live off another person's salary mm -hmm. and that's another way like they can get out of you can get out of debt that way that type of thing or um even like another benefit of like you marrying somebody and putting their name on your credit cards and then their credit goes up or mm -hmm. something like that you know so i think that there are definitely benefits to combining just because like our society incentivizes marriage and it kind of punishes singleness to a certain extent um but then i also think there are also just like quality reasons why having things together in a marriage is healthy and helpful because it makes you feel like you're really in this together yeah you know like i read a reddit story about a woman and a man who kept their their finances completely separate and then he started going through or she was going through some financial difficulty asked him for some money for something he said no and then uh they were married, they were married. Yeah. and vice versa something came up and she like said no basically out of like well, you said no to me, so I'm going to say no to you. And it ended up causing a really big rift in their marriage. And, of course, now everybody's not going to handle their money like that. But I do think that when you combine things to a certain extent or look at each other like a partnership, yeah, it does help you feel like, like a team in the marriage, you yeah, know? Yeah, because a marriage shouldn't be, hey, we're we're two people out here. Like, no, we are a team. It has to be, we're, hey, we're, we're both on a united front to do whatever we're trying to do. Yeah, now that's what works for us. I know it's also people who have like separate finances, mm -hmm. separate bedrooms, separate houses, even. They have completely separate lives. And that's how their marriage works for them. So, and that's great too. So, and some people don't like their spouse. <laughs> yeah, some people don't like their spouse. Ooh, we gonna, we gonna name names? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> we calling y'all out. I'm not calling nobody out. I say, hey. Even if you want to stay in the marriage with somebody you don't like, that's your business. As long as there's not no kids involved, that's like it's your business. You have you have the right to do whatever you want to do. You want to do. Well, well, I'm back talking about probably not the best things happening in law enforcement. No. And the headline this is from NPR: L.A. woman jailed for nearly two weeks in case of mistaken identity. Now she's suing. Oh no, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, she a was poor on. Woman. Yeah, she was on her way on a Mexico vacation out, out of uh, Los Angeles International Airport where TSA ended up calling her to the front desk and bringing her down a hallway. As soon as she got down there, they said, hey, put all your things down. Put your hands behind your oh back. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's like literally a nightmare. Yes. I think that's so many people's worst nightmares. And she was getting ready to go on vacation, right? Mm-hmm. Probably with other no. people. And they probably didn't even know where she was. Yeah, they arrested her and told her she had a statewide fugitive warrant in Texas. <gasps> and she told them, I've never been to Texas. Oh, no. And it didn't even matter, I bet. Didn't, didn't even matter. Uh, she insisted that they, they, they check and double check her identity um, because they had the wrong person. And she tried to make that clear. But yeah. she, she said they just kept blowing her off. And within minutes, she was cuffed to a chair and told to wait. Uh, for Los Angeles Police Department officials to take her away. Oh my God, that's a nightmare. Yeah, she was in jail from, I think this happened last year, from April 16th to April 28th, <gasps> almost two weeks. Oh my God, so how do you figure it out? It's just bringing her stuff back. It had a different, um, it had a completely different, um, picture? Uh, yeah, different picture, which they never double checked, and she had a, I mean, different birthday. It was awful. Like, they had the same oh person last name. Oh my goodness. Because, um, let me see. I think a they, simple check. A simple check. Because the, the person they wanted had brown hair, brown eyes, and a round face. But 
her, she has she has blonde hair, blue eyes, and she does have a sharper chin. And they have a picture up here if you want to oh see it. Oh my goodness, they don't look anything alike. No, for the audience. No, yeah, these women don't look anything alike. They have a completely different facial structure. Like if if the person they wanted was the person they had got, then she has extensive plastic surgery in that short amount of time, and they had her eye it's color like, changed. There's so many ways to verify somebody's identity. That's crazy. Yeah, because the the one they wanted, her name was well, Bethany Farber. And the one they got was Bethany K. Farber. Oh, see, man, that's why you got to put your middle name on your driver's license. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. That's a, that's a literally. So not only do you, are you going through the humiliation of getting arrested, you are scared and confused and nobody will listen to you because, of course, they think, oh, they'll do anything to get out of going to jail. They're just going to lie. <laughs> and he spent two weeks in jail. Two weeks before they figure out, oh, this is not the right person. And of course, our lawyer is already up and saying, hey, they violated my client's fourth and eighth amendment rights. Uh, the, the, the lawyers also said LAPD failed to do the bare minimum of their job, which they could have done by checking her phone, checking her birth date, checking yeah, her social security number, anything. checking her fingerprints through live scan, or just checking the photos of, of the other Bethany. Now, how are they trying to get out of this one? I know they're trying to get out of it. No comment. No, they, they, LAPD told NPR they are unable to comment on pending litigation. Okay, so she gonna she gonna get some money. Yeah, they gonna they either gonna settle. I know every police department has a number that they will automatically settle in. Like if you sue them for anything, if you say uh, that officer he he bumped my shoulder and he was walking by, you can go through this whole lawsuit and you can prove like well he bumped the shoulder and just say the number is fifty thousand dollars. They'll just write you a check for fifty thousand dollars. Call it a day. It but, just it just I mean I don't see. She I mean, no money is going to make up for the thing that happened to her. No. But no. on their side, it just seemed like it was so, like, a the fact that in my job, the clientele population we work with, we have easy ways of checking to make sure that people are different when they have the same name. Because mm. it does happen. It happens that people have the same name, same spelling or whatever. And you just double check. And it's like a thing that is, you know, hammered into you to, like, make sure and for my case, it's because of confidentiality, and that's like a form of, you know, safety and privacy. But we talk about somebody's freedom. Like, yes, you should have every time you get ready to arrest somebody, you should check the name, the middle name, the birth date, even ask them, you know, okay, we'll verify by your initial, I mean, your fingerprints, social security number, something. Yeah, because it's a crazy thing, because um, just on... Which which is is kind of sad, but say there is somebody on the terrorist watch list. Yeah, I've had it and just making up a name. Just say Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. just because the name's uh, Muhammad. Like so many different um, searches will come up. Yeah, mm-hmm. searches will come up all because uh, uh, all because his name was just Muhammad Ali. Yeah, it is like uh, well, this is not a, like this person is so a Uber to... driver from uh, yeah. that, that's in in community college right now. I don't think that's the Muhammad right. they're looking for. So you have to check if. First the names, okay, then you have to check, well, what else? If it's three people with the same name, then let me check the birth date. Mm-hmm. Let me check the city the license was issued or the state the license was issued. Like, all these different levels of checks that you could do. Yeah, and it, I know they probably let her out. Oh, you're free to go. No apology, nothing. Yeah. They probably just say, leave. Yeah, sorry about all that. I hope I hope this is okay. It's like, no. You know it's not okay. <laughs> and I feel like the TSA person, um, they probably need to be talked to as well. Yeah, it's like, well, what now? What did this when this check came back? And when you looked at the date of birth, like, oh, I just looked at the name. Like, well, you don't think that's a problem? Because right. I've even had it where, which I I don't know how it is probably some. Uh, you you ever seen Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. 
how at like he, they talk about making you disappear and you get a new whole fake identity with a new social security number, all yeah. that. I've literally had it where it was a, a people, uh, it was a white guy and a and a black guy, and they came up with the same name and the same social security number. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is possible. Mm. <laughs> this shouldn't be possible. That's interesting. I'm like this, and I'm like ask people. I'm like, I got this, and they look it up. And they're like, I'm getting the same thing. I, I was, mm-hmm. just, I was just stunned, and I, I, I can't remember if I did anything with it. Or I think I might have called the the people, but besides that, like y'all, that's why y'all just double check. Because when I look yeah. at the, the guy I'm looking at, it's definitely a black guy and not a white guy. So, mm-hmm. but his, all his information is correct. Right. So. Just double double check your work. They they do it in, they do it when they're grading kindergartners' papers. Yeah, so. I definitely think when it comes down to somebody's freedom, you should uh, absolutely double check and triple mm-hmm. check. Because it's, it's quick. I've had it where it's different family members with the same yeah. name. Yeah, um, yeah. They all have warrant. Uh, the dad has a warrant. The son don't got a warrant. Uh, you better look at the date of birth. There's a thirty year difference. That might not be your guy if you're looking at an eighteen year old. Yeah, yeah. Just pay attention to detail, and I, and I know after a while you be. You know, you think you heard it all, seen it all, and you think everybody's people are lying and stuff like that. It happens in any, in any job. But just on the off chance <laughs> that somebody is telling the truth in one of these situations, it might be helpful to just do just follow up. Even if you don't believe them, follow up so you're not wrong. Yeah, because it's, it's such a minimum amount of effort you have to do to either look at the date of births, they match, and, and look at make sure the social security numbers don't match. Yeah, it was. I think in, in that person's case, it was simple. Like if somebody had just taken an extra... 30 seconds to check one more detail they would have realized it was not that person <laughs> well i'm sorry most importantly i'm sorry that she missed that vacation Ooh, you know and the people that she was with i know they probably were frantic trying to they probably couldn't even get on the plane because they didn't know where she was you I, know i'm so i'm bad i'm so the, the police department tsa boy the government in front of it. i know that yeah. lawyer looking like oh yeah we couldn't get a nice one Oh yeah, they, I mean it doesn't it doesn't definitely make up for the pain that she experienced. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess it's something you gotta hold people accountable when they make mistakes, so that way they don't do it again. Yeah, cause I think she says she has been um, suffering from uh, anxiety and symptoms yeah. of, of post traumatic stress disorder. And she her 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 grandma, who was a who she called the matriarch of her family ended up passing away <gasps> luckily she was able to get out the day before she passed she was able to see her but she's like i wish i could have been there for some of those early oh days my gosh. that she yeah. can she can't get that back now oh wow I mean, times are in uh a valuable thing yeah like so many people were affected by by that reckless behavior reckless decision mm-hmm. one day later she doesn't get to see her grandma one more time so Hmm, that's sad. Yeah, a few people acting up, doing the, doing the wrong things. I couldn't even imagine, like, next time I had to go to the airport. I wouldn't even want to go to the airport ever again. <laughs> For real. I'd be scared, to, you know, because now this person don't have no, they haven't caught the original person. So that means every time I go somewhere, I got to be scared that somebody's going to call the police on me. Mm-hmm. Now, you already got your multi-million dollar lawsuit. I'm like, all right, if you go, are you detaining me? <laughs> that's like that, that story with that, that black man who he had he won some money in a racial profiling lawsuit and then he went to go cash the or deposit the settlement check and then he was racially profiled at the bank and uh, got a second <laughs> settlement from the I think it was either from the bank or from the police department that they called yeah I think that was from the, uh, the, the bank and it's like yes 
would definitely prefer not to keep being racially profiled, even though I'm getting this money. But I don't want to be. I don't want to have this experience every time I go somewhere. Yeah, for real. But I would if I was that dude. I would definitely go back to the same base. If I can get the the oh, double deal. Why? Right. I, I need a new car. You want to racially profile me again? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, I think. I think hopefully Bethany at least gets the at the end gets a settlement so she can at least take a nice long vacation. Yeah, I feel so bad for her. Yeah, she earned it. And I didn't also also I know so I used to work in the cruise industry. I knew that if your name was flagged for a felony, like a warrant or something like that, or if you were um not in the country, you're not allowed to leave the country legally for any reason, whether it's like immigration status or whatever. When you come back, they can get you. But I've never heard of them running your name for warrants in at the airport. Yeah, I'm, I've I've never heard of that either. I think the lady was wanted for a felony. Let me see if I can find the exact the exact charge mm-hmm. her double ganger was wanted for. And that wasn't even a double ganger because they didn't learn nothing like. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> please say no. Nah, we gonna look at the picture. We we we're good. Uh, <laughs> Give me one second, audience. Mm. Thank y'all for being so patient with me. I, I appreciate it. We appreciate it every yeah. time. Oh, yeah. I guess while you're looking for that, I'm just really stuck on the fact that you can be called into a... Like, I always wonder when they call people up to those podiums at, when, at the airport, what they're calling them about. And it's like, okay, am I about to be bumped? Am I being offered an upgrade? You know, I'm thinking like... They it might be an inconvenience, a mild inconvenience when they call your name and ask you to come up. But not ever did I think it was they were arresting people. Yeah, she and her her almost double ganger was wanted for property damage. Um I, I'm assuming it was a felony amount, because ain't no way uh somebody from Texas is flying out to pick nobody up on a misdemeanor warrant. Uh, from Los Angeles. So that yeah. it had it had to be a felony amount of property damage. But still, like what it because I know some people sometimes they have warrants where it's like we're only picking up for from adjacent states, mm, depending on the charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I just can't see property damage being you. You're gonna pick somebody up from Texas of uh, California, but Oof. yeah, you never know. Well, besides, ho- hopefully Bethany's doing all right, and hopefully Aww. LAPD and TSA is ready to write that. Uh, to get ready to write that right, check. Don't right. know, don't, don't Sorry, even fight Bethany. it. <laughs> no, they better not. No, they better not. But uh. Yeah. Do you have anything to finish us off for I the do. week? I do. I'm back on Reddit, y'all. Whoa. So we are back on Reddit this weekend, and uh, we are back on Am I the Asshole? And are you ready for I, your blind reaction? I'm ready to not be an asshole, but I'm ready. Would I be the asshole for going to my friend's unwedding reception? Unwedding reception? What about yeah. that? Uh, unwedding? Mm-hmm. Is she getting unmarried? Just oh, divorce? Blind reaction. What's your guess? Uh, Not going... For going, they're saying, would they be wrong for going? Oh, no. Okay. So, my buddy Kaylin was supposed to get married to his fiance Kaylee this week. They were together four to five years. It seemed like a perfect couple in love, happy, always doing sweet things for each other. We always joked that they were relationship goals. So, everyone was shocked when Kaylee called us last week, frantically asking if we knew where Kaylin was. He didn't come home from work that day, no warning or anything. I don't know what all went down. But a couple of days ago, Kaylee makes a post that the wedding is off. But there still wouldn't be an unwedding reception because it's too late to get refunds. Immediately after, Kaylin starts messaging all of us upset, asking if we're going. 
apparently he was going through something but wanted to but wanted to stay together and Katie broke up with him instead. Now he is devastated. He's also furious that we're thinking of partying when that will be just a hard day for him and he needs support. Our friends are split. The way I see it, I already took time off for the wedding. Our cabins are already booked and I don't know if we can even get refunds. We already bought new clothes for the wedding and we were looking forward to a romantic weekend away in the mountains. It sucks that Caleb is heartbroken, but he kind of brought it on himself. Plus, Kaylee has upgraded the cash bar to an open bar. <laughs> I'm like, I love that they added that blue point in. Um, but my other friends think that since we're his friends first, uh, we should be there for him when he's going through a hard time, even if it's own, his own dumbass fault. And that we'll be responsible if he harms himself while we're all drinking and partying. They say we should use the time off to do something nice with him instead. So... Is OP the asshole? He, he already paid for the cabin. But if the only money you're out is the cabin, then you are the asshole if you go. Ooh, you really? Are if, if you're fr- if that, if he's your friend, if he's your friend and your friends with her through him, unless you know what I'm saying, unless he, I don't know, he, I mean, he had to do something real bad for you to be like. Cause you're pretty much saying, well, she's my friend over you. Cause one of, well, cause we don't know what he's going through. Maybe he was really going through something. He had an existential crisis, and now you're gonna put, hey, whatever it was, and you're gonna put you. You're pretty much saying we're putting her over you because this is a party for them not getting married. Well, people are in the comments. Somebody brings up the point because I think people were speculating. Somebody says, "Not the asshole. What are you even doing where you can't call or text the person that you're supposed to marry?" Clearly, the excuse wasn't go- wasn't good enough that she broke up with him anyway. And they said, my advice is to enjoy the open bar. Another person replied and said, oh, they probably had the pre-wedding jitters and panics. Mm. Try to tell her he then said he did decide he wanted to get married. And maybe she just said, well, no, if you have, if you're not sure, then we shouldn't get married at all. Which to me, I think is the most um, important part of this of like, if you have a, if you're having doubts a week before the wedding about getting married with somebody that you've been with for five years, you probably shouldn't get married to them. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to be the settled for person. No, so nobody wants to feel like, oh, I, I want to walk down the aisle knowing that I'm your first choice and you don't have a doubt about me. You know, so I can definitely see why she broke the wedding off. Um, and a lot of people said that. It was pretty crappy of him to just ghost her as opposed to breaking the wedding off or just talking to her about his fears about the wedding. A hundred percent for sure. I, I completely agree with that. Mm. He was the crappy one in that situation. Somebody else, other people, uh, about a thousand upvotes on the comment of, was he cheating? Mm-hmm. So what do you think? I mean, even if, I mean, if, if he was cheating, I mean, that, is that your boy? Is that not your boy? We gotta, you gotta figure that out. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you were invited to the wedding, but your boy, his wedding not happening. It ain't going to be no wedding. It's just going to be a party for them not getting married. So, OP does respond. Um, he's pretty active in the comments. He says that he considers them both equally to be his friends. Mm-hmm. He said that a lot of her friends do think that he is that he did cheat. But OP doesn't necessarily believe that. Um, OP also said that he said that uh, his friend said that he disappeared because he needed space and he was stressed and that he realized that not answering the phone was a mistake. Um, 
So other people asked, like, what did he do? Um, oh, like, so I guess he shared an example of both how he's friends with both of them and how they, they have both been there for him in times when he was going through a hard time. Yeah. So he shared an example of like Kaylee came over and like cleaned up his house for him when he was going through a rough one. And the friend came over occasionally to cheer him up, but not the, not the same way. So it almost sounds like he might even be a little bit originally was friends with Kaylin, but is closer to Kaylee at this point. Yeah, I like it. Hey, you close to her and that's your pal. Hey, tell him, hey, uh, good luck to you. We got open bar to close this bar. Yeah, that's that's basically what he's saying in the comments of like he's <laughs> he's friends with both of them, but Kaylee is closer. And I mean, I think that's when you have to ultimately make the decision of when it comes to weddings, people end friendships over wedding stuff all the time. So like people will stop being friends with you if they don't get invited to be in your wedding party, if they don't get an invitation, if you know, other bride or the groom feels like you're not being supportive of their wedding, they will end friendship with you. And I feel like this is a friendship ending decision that he has to make. Mm-hmm. Which friend do you want to keep? Because you can't, you can't be friends with both of them in this situation. It's impossible. Because you gotta, you gotta either go or not go. You're mm. making a choice either way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you gotta, you gotta stick with it. I mean, open bar. Are you closer with her? I think, th- I think you could, once you put that in, in the in the thing, you already made the decision. I think he, the way he wrote it, he definitely wants to go to the thing, to, to the unwedding party. Yeah. Can they just call it something else? Maybe they just call it a good get together. It can all yeah, be all right. You know? I think the, I think the point is, is like they, he wants his friends to be there with him on what's going to be a hard day for him. Mm-hmm. I, uh, go ahead. I, I was just about to say now, whose side were you going to sit on at the wedding to start with too? Mm, yeah. Interesting. Interesting question. But what do you what do you think about it? What do you? Oh, I'm trying to think of a couple that I know that I feel like I know them both equally well, and I would have a hard time making that decision. Um, I know the the type of person I am. Whether it's been a sibling or a relative or a close friend, if they're wrong, I'm gonna tell them that they're wrong. Because I don't think you should play games with people. Mm. And that's something that really bothers me. And so I think I would have definitely told him, if you weren't sure about Kaylee, don't string her along. Don't play games. Just do the right thing and man up and dump her. And let her move on with her life. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have gone to either. And I would have told them both, I'm not going to go to either because I love both of you. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But I also know that that may not be have been a good enough response for both of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because if you don't go, he's like, well, can you come over here with, with me and we can go out? It's like, well, do you tell him no? It's like double no then. Yeah. My <laughs> other thing, though, is I'm out of now. When you're an adult and you work full time, both you and your spouse both work full time, vacation time is, is precious. Mm-hmm. It's rare. And I done put the money down on this cabin. And I done also bought my outfits. Hey. Hey, I might go to the cabin and I might be dressed up. I'm not going to guarantee I'm going to go to the reception. Might show up. I make an appearance. I already got the clothes. Because I think it's hard as like when the pictures get posted, everybody, all your friends are there dancing, partying, having a good time, and you're not there at what was supposed to be your wedding. I know that's going to be painful for, for Kaylin. But I, I just feel like as my friend, you want me to lose the money that I paid or going to your wedding? Mm. I think you should be understanding of that too. Like if you if you date 
if all your friends are mutual friends and they're friends with your partner and y'all have like a shared friend group, then you probably need to also say, hey, it was on me. We're not getting married because of me. I'm not going to ask my friends to pick sides. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest issue is for Kaylin. How, how can you ask your friends to just give up their hard-earned money, their hard-earned vacation time, to now sacrifice what, what was going to be a weekend they were probably looking forward to? They all admired you as a couple. Now they're sad that y'all are breaking up. You taking away the, the joy of seeing y'all get married, the vacation, the money that people invested into your wedding. The least you could do is say, hey, you know what? I know I messed up. Go enjoy the fun. Yeah, I probably try not to be in no pictures. Like, oh, no pictures, no pictures. <laughs> no, you just got to do the right thing. It's just going to be a day that's going to suck for you, but you can't make it suck for everybody because you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. For sure. That, that speaks sure. to what type of friend you are. I would never put my friends in a situation like that. And if I did, then I would have to just say, it's only right that I suffer. You know? Yeah, everybody ain't rich like you, Kaden. <laughs> money bags can throw away a whole vacation. Yeah, like if I did something... If I did something bad to you and our friends were like, Morgan, we got it. We're going we to be with him. We're going to take his side. I'm like, all right, I understand that. Because I was wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you got to find a new friend group, my boy. He'll be all right. Yeah, he'll be all right. It's just, you know, messed up. Shit happens. She's going to be a little crazy. And they might, honestly, they might be the type of couple that they'll go elope somewhere a year later. You never even know. Mm-hmm. People do stuff like that all the time. They break up. Break up. Need somebody to get married in six months. It'd be wild mm. and stuff, right? Yeah, but he, I mean, ultimately, if you dating somebody five years and the week before the wedding, you realize you don't want to marry him, you probably shouldn't marry him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Re- Re- Revelation came, it's probably for the best. Mm-hmm. End of the day. Mm-hmm. But I guess we're going to end on Revelations. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank y'all again for listening to us, going through the rabbit hole of all the, of the worldwide stories and the Reddit stories and the and yeah, all we stories. Some, we have some interesting, unique topics today. Yes. We like to keep it a little bit lighthearted. I know sometimes when you watch the news and when you're on social media, you kind of get hammered with the same stories over and over and over again. So hopefully y'all enjoy just hearing some stories that, that may not be as common or might be a little weird, wackety and out there. Just to get like a little palate cleanser from <laughs> You know the things that are happening, the problems in the world right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of problems, and mm-hmm. we don't got time to talk about all those. <laughs> but thank y'all again, yeah. and enjoy the rest Bye. of your day. Bye.